And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on Today's Experience. It's fantastic, phenomenal, always fun, usually somewhat fascinating Friday as we head into the weekend, not being afraid even if the earth gives way or the mountains fall into the seas because our help comes from the Lord. First, free, free. Thank God through Jesus Christ we are free at last. Without Jesus Christ, there is no freedom, but there is wisdom in this understanding. Freedom is guaranteed through Jesus. Did you hear that? From the penalty point of view, freedom is immediate. From the practical point of view, freedom can often be a process. Did you hear that? Positionally, immediate. Practically, process. Just want to make sure we're there. Next, attitudes count with God. Attitudes can be understood as a point of view, a perspective, or a mindset. There is a specific characteristic that God would like us to operate in. It does not mean that everybody has to do it the same way, but it does mean that God expects a certain level of quality of behavior. Part of that quality of behavior is enthusiasm. Oh, no, you can't say that, Dave. Part of the quality that God expects for us from us is enthusiasm. It's a character that shows an eagerness to honor God. So, yes, we have to do that. And finally, it's time to return to the wisdom of an old friend. We examine a devotion from our brother, Pastor Ray. He dives into the tangibility of grace. There is more grace than we know intellectually and experientially. And the Lord recently shared with me that I don't understand the depth of his grace. So I'm very excited to learn, grow, and know the depth of his grace for me and the depth of his grace for you. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Always nice to be prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. I got a little bit of a funny thing on politics coming up. Uh, personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oive, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us at 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us at 972-445-0770. And when you do that, when you get that courage, when you lift up that phone and you press those buttons, 972-445-0770, you will end up talking to Captain Chris. And then you will know you are sailing in the right direction. 
Like that passion? That was pretty good, huh? A lot that was of great. Yeah, a lot of passion on that one. Here's the bottom line. You might have a thought, a comment, an idea, a question. You might have something you want to share. You might have something you just need prayer for. It's like, man, I need prayer for this. Or you might have something you want to praise the Lord in and you just want to share it with other brothers and sisters. You might have just the opportunity to be heard because you want somebody to know you're doing okay. And you may just want people to be, you know, thinking about you. Not a problem. That's what we do. We try to support one another, love one another, and bless one another. Plus, we also do this uh, funny thing, uh, Bible trivia. It goes all over the place because, well, let's be honest. It goes all over the place. Here's our first Bible trivia for this 60 Minutes. According to Peter, what covers a multitude of sins? According to Peter... What covers a multitude of sins? If you think you know the answer to that one, you can call in 972-445-0770, or you can text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. Okay, so we'll leave that there. Here's a couple things I do want to give you an update for before we get into the teachings or anything else. I don't think there's a lot we have to cover, is there? Not in this first segment. Um... So I did go to the doctor today, and I'm just simply going to say that at 10.30, we will be getting the results of Dave's MRI. MRI stands for more money out of their pocket. Oh, is that not what it stands for? (laughs) I thought that's what it did stand for. Anyhow... Uh, there is a small possibility that they want to explore a wee bit deeper. Not that we didn't think that was going to happen. And so I will not really know all that is going on with the leg uh, until uh, Monday at 1030 when we meet with the doctor. He's a really great doctor. So I'm really, really uh, happy with uh, his quality. You know, like, you know, get in there and you're comfortable and it's like, okay, this, this guy knows what he's talking about. Uh, and uh, how do I know? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. But it just uh, seemed like it was the right thing. So the bottom line is I'll find out for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, Monday at 1030. So if if something happens and I'm not on the air, I think it would might be, <laughs> be a good bet for you guys to be praying for me. Okay? that that I'll go with that. Uh, again, the trivia question, we'll leave it there. That made it pretty clear, right? Uh, according to Peter, what covers a multitude of sins? If you think you know the answer, uh, just let us know by calling 972-445-0770 or texting 214-210-8483. Or again, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. This is one of the first verses in my Christian faith that I learned, which is, you know, it's, you don't think about it, but when I first became a Christian, people would share this verse with me, and I didn't know why. I was going to find out why, because God was going to set me free from a lot of drug use, but I didn't know then what was going on. I was like, oh, I keep hearing this verse. Uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, the freedom for freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. So now in our society, you say the word slavery and people start going, and then everybody starts freaking out. You know what? We're never going to change what the gospel is, and the gospel is the reality, the truth. We're not going to alter it for culture. We're not going to say it differently so people aren't offended. If you're offended, turn the radio off. Okay? That's your answer. You've got fingers. Use them. Here's our, you got the ability to turn it on. you got the ability to turn it off. Here's the bottom line. 
every one of us, every one of us before Jesus Christ was in bondage to sin. Every one of us. Now that we are in Jesus Christ, we are free from the penalty of that sin, and the Lord is working in us the process to overcome that sin practically. We've talked about it multiple times. You understand salvation from a little bit of a, you know, smart, not smart, um, multiple scripture point of view. Scriptures talk about salvation being past tense. Scripture talks about salvation being present tense. And scripture talks about salvation being future tense. The only way that could happen is if, watch this, salvation is past tense, present tense, and future tense. (laughs) The only way it can happen is because that's what it says. And so in that, we need to understand that from the past point of view, we are free from the penalty of sin. Yay! Currently, we're going through what is called sanctification, where we're being delivered. We're delivered from the power of sin, and we're learning in our own lives. We don't have to live for sin. And then eventually, when we're with the Lord forever and ever, we will be free from the presence of sin, and there won't be any evil, any bad, any yucky. Okay? Cool. In the meantime, while the justification, while the penalty for sin is done, while the freedom is there, the sanctification process is the one where he makes you look like Jesus, now that he's pronounced you to be like Jesus, and that's the one you got to fight through. That's the one that you have to go, you know what, I'm free. I just don't have to do that. I don't have to. That, therefore, becomes a responsibility Because the scripture says, stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery, which means that you can. But if you do, it'll be your choice. It won't be because you don't have the ability to stand firm. In fact, it's exactly what the scripture says. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to that yoke of slavery. There's the worst thing you're going to hear. There's a sail you into the weekend. Here's the worst thing you're going to hear. It's a decision. (laughs) And guess who chooses? You do! Make a good choice. Okay? All right. We have somebody that wants to answer the trivia? Okay, yeah. Ready? All right, here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. It's Mary. Hi, Mary. How are you? Pretty good. Actually, I'm doing well today. Um, I wanted to know what I don't see. I don't have a computer, so I can't. Um, I can't give. I can't. I don't know. You know, I can't uh, look and, and see what what your um, uh, what all you have on the computer. But I wanted to know about your leg. Now, what oh, in the world okay. is wrong with your leg? Yeah, so let me tell you. So first, I need you to answer the trivia question. We're going to go a little long because we love talking to Mary. Mary's a delight. We just only can't do that when we're at the end of the show. But Mary, first, I need you to answer the trivia question. Then I'll tell you about my leg. But I think you can do this. Can you do it? Are you ready for it? I think I know the answer. Okay. According to Peter, what covers a multitude of sins? Love. That is correct, Amigo! 
That's because you are wise. All right. Now that you've answered that, I had to get that done because we had to answer that. Okay. There you go. So, because uh, he's got a little sign that says trivia. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> so we got to do that. So the leg, it apparently it's possible that instead of tearing or stretching the ACL, which is your, uh, I can't even pronounce it, but it's the ligament. The, what is it? Arterial crucial ligament or something like that? Crucifix. Okay. Thanks a lot. <laughs> okay. So the bottom line mm. is it's it might be the quad muscle that is torn. And so that's their concern. Oh. And they're not happy about that. And when they told me that, I wasn't happy about that. Uh, so that's why tomorrow at 115, I go for an MRI. And then I have my consultation at 1030. And uh, I don't know what lies beyond that because I'm going to just try and hope and pray and believe that he'll go, well, you know, you got to mm. ice it and stay off it and no running for a while. But the other side of that is he could say, well, we're going to have to dig in there and kind of move some stuff around. So I don't know yet and won't know till Monday at 1030. Yeah. Are you wearing a brace or anything on yes. your leg? Yeah, I'm wearing a brace on my leg. Uh, uh, I just found out this morning I wasn't supposed to wear it while I'm sleeping. <laughs> See, I'm not the you smartest guy. I'm not supposed to wear it while I'm sleeping. <laughs> so I didn't. Oh. I, you're supposed to wear it when you're like moving. So nobody told me yeah, that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be nice to be it's told support. things like that. You know, good to know those things. Uh-huh. But I I will let you know. I am preparing all in all directions to handle things. Now, with your head, I mean, with that uh, spot on your head. That's all done. (laughs) All done. All good. But I've gone from one thing to the next to the next. So I do think there's a lot of I think there's a lot at play. And uh, some of it, I think, is just the way life is. And that's the direction. And some of it's a little sneaky. And uh, with that in mind, I'm just going to keep pressing forward and keep doing the show and keep pushing on to regardless of what the enemy does. Yeah, that's right, because the enemy doesn't want you having the show. That's right. Okay. Well, good. I I hope it turns out okay. Me too. Be praying, but I appreciate it. will take care of that. Yeah, sort of stuff. I know, I know that, but um, that's 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 only that's the only thing I know. So okay, well I'll I'll let you go and um, and I'm listening. Oh, I I apologize for Wednesday. That's okay. I, I, I was slow reaching to the to the um uh a uh, uh, volume volume on the on the uh, radio i was a little too slow gotcha so i i apologize for that okay no problem thanks for calling mary we appreciate you oh okay well thank you i appreciate you too and your program okay okay god bless Alrighty. okay bye-bye bye-bye that's one of our favorite people. We'll take a short break here, probably about two minutes for those that are trying to figure out what's going on. This is how I do it because Dave needs to kind of like think his brains through, kind of like filter them through, like, you know, what, noodle, a noodle thing. Uh, so, so far, just think of it this way. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Just as I am. The David Spoon Experience. I am such a sinner. Not just a sinner. I am such a sinner. I'm like the biggest sinner ever. That's how I felt. And then it was the understanding that God really cared about me. And therein lies the key. 
because God did care. He does care. And it's the same for you. You're listening to me. He does care. And that pain you're going through, it makes him weep. And you might say, well, you can't back that up spiritually or scripturally. Yes, I can. John chapter 11, verse 35. Jesus wept. Not for Lazarus. Lazarus was getting up in five minutes. But all the grief and the pain around him. Come on. God has a heart. His heart's bigger than your heart. So here's part of the things that I, I mean, I'm skipping, I'm skipping light years. I'm just going past it. But it's like when that guy started crying and I started getting mad and then he said it was, this is how the Lord feels for you. And this is the, the Lord's heart for you. It just showed me I'm so hard hearted. I'm, I'm like, a, I'm like, a, I'm like a, a, a rock, but not in a good way. You know, I'm like a, like a dumb rock. Like, oh man, what's the matter with me? And so, you know what he did when he was done doing that? Because now I'm gone, right? Because now, you, how do you think after after that happens, how do you think I feel? Okay. So now I'm like, please pray for me. <laughs> That's right. Because I'm just lost. And he prays for me. And it's powerful. It's like, you know, it's unbelievable. It's just really, very, really powerful. Here's the thing that leads up to it. Now, are we ready? Cause, and that is the, the powerful point, especially when he cried. But it turns out that I went to that church for a little while. You want to hear something absolutely, positively, mind-blowing, amazing? Three months later on a Sunday night, I was preaching in that church. And I was preaching Romans 1.16, the very first thing I ever taught in my life. In that church, in Pastor David Huntsworth Church, Abundant Life in Dillon, Colorado. And I'll tell you one thing that I hope you really hear. And that is that one experience so affected me, I was never the same person again. It just showed me that God really does care. We're pretty hard-hearted. Yeah, we're kind of, we're mashugi from time to time. Not God. He's totally awesome. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Don't forget it's KAAMEN 770. That's right. We like that. All right. Uh, we got to do a trivia question. Okay, here's the trivia question. Now, I, I'm not looking for a complex answer. Is that a nice way for me to say I'm looking for a simple answer? I'm hoping so. How did the city, that'd be Nineveh, how did the city that Jonah was sent to react to God's message of destruction? Just how'd they react? What'd they do? Okay. If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770, or you can text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david at hemusincrease.org. Uh, you can do any of those things. Uh, how did uh, they respond? So it's just, just as simple as it can be. All right. Now I have something. It's not political per se. There's political people in it. And uh, after this person answers this uh, trivia question, we're going to do this. 
And uh, I've got this little series. You now, just everybody relax. Just take a deep breath because, you know, it's, you know, I need to laugh a little if it's okay with you. And uh, I'm going to list one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten people uh, who all respond to why did the chicken cross the road? That's coming up in just a second. But first, we'll have the person answer the trivia question. We ready? All right, here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Deborah. Hey, Deborah. How are you? I'm good. Happy Friday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> How's your head? You still didn't hit it again, then, did you? So one of the funniest things ever is having you call in and go and go. Who am I talking to? And you go, ouch. <laughs> yeah, I hit my head hard on the wall behind me. That's just you're okay though, right? <laughs> I mean, you're okay, and the wall is okay, and everything's okay. Oh yeah. Okay, just make it. Sure. I'm really hard headed, so. <laughs> All right. All right. How did the city uh, that Jonah was sent to? So Nineveh. How did they react to God's message of destruction? I think they um, they repented and prayed. That is correct. They repented, they fasted, they prayed. That is exactly right. I think that's the right attitude to have when God tells you, okay, tick, tock, and there's nine seconds left. It would be like, we're sorry. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> no doubt. That's the time to do that. So excellent job. Excellent job, as always. Exactly. Y'all have a great weekend. All right. You have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful weekend. Okay? Thank you. All right. God bless you. Bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Ready? Okay. That's right. You guys think uh, uh, all, all of our jokes have to be, uh, you know, Christian themed. So, okay. So this is a, a Christian chicken. Yeah, okay. There you go. That that'll help you. These are nine, ten people. <laughs> the last one is so funny. These are ten people. Why the chicken crossed the road? Okay, now these are people you know. Some are political, some are not. Nobody's getting picked on. This is just fun stuff. Nancy Grace, why the chicken crossed the road? That chicken crossed the road because he's guilty. You can see it in his eyes and the way he walks. That's Nancy Grace. Pat Buchanan, the chicken crossed the road to steal the job of a decent, hardworking American. Martha Stewart, no one called to warn me which way the chicken was going. I had a standing order at the far- at the farmer's market to sell my eggs when the price dropped to a certain level. No little bird gave me any insider information. <laughs> um, this, this is great. Dr. Seuss, did the chicken cross the road? Did he cross it with a toad? Yes, the chicken crossed the road, but why it crossed, I have not been told. <laughs> Okay, uh, this is just an old grandpa. In my day, we didn't ask why the chicken crossed the road. Somebody told us the chicken crossed the road, and that was good enough for us. (laughs) Donald Trump, we should build a wall so the chicken can't cross the road. (laughs) Come on, that's hilarious. Now, if you don't think this one is funny, I'm going to be very concerned about you. Barbara Walters. Why did the chicken cross the road? Isn't that interesting? In a few moments, we'll be listening to the chicken tell for the first time the heartwarming story of how it experienced a serious case of molting and went to accomplish its lifelong dream of crossing the road. Wow. Aristotle, it's the nature of chickens to cross the road. <laughs> Bill Gates. Uh, let's skip Bill Gates. <laughs> Just skip it all together. The last two, and you can't tell me these aren't funny. Albert Einstein, did the chicken really cross the road or did the road move beneath the chicken? 
That's relativity. And then finally, Colonel Sanders. Did I miss one? <laughs> Did I miss one? <laughs> well, that's so funny. All right, people. Laugh. Uh, let's get into our text. Colossians chapter. We covered everything, right? Okay. Colossians chapter 3, verses uh, 2 through 4. Whatever you do. Or I'm sorry. It's uh, actually Colossians three twenty four. Whatever you do. Do it enthusiastically. Is something done for the Lord and not for men, knowing that you will receive the reward of an inheritance from the Lord because you serve the Lord Jesus Christ. The Scripture tells us that whatever we do— now, I've, we've gone through this a couple of times, and we have to go through it uh, multiple more times to really grasp it, but that phrase, whatever we do, happens to mean whatever we do. That's what it means. And we're supposed to do it enthusiastically, with an eagerness, not with an obnoxiousness, with an eagerness to do it as unto the Lord. So the things that we're required to do that we have to do, there should be a disposition, an attitude of enthusiasm that is connected to the Lord. It's not that you like to do everything, but if you can understand that in the doing of it unto the Lord— you're doing it with a different priority in mind. You understand that? In other words, what you do, do it unto the Lord and do it with this attitude of a full heart and an eagerness. I had somebody, I'll say her name, Susie Lopez was at KPRZ. She was the direct marketing director. Uh, Susie did the marketing director for San Diego. She said something to me one time that was so profoundly simple, it was irritating because I had to do something for a client because that's what you had to do at Salem. And I was like, blah. All right. So she said, Dave, she goes, if you can't get out of it, get into it. And it was like, that was really good advice. If you can't remove yourself from it and you have to do it, at least do it right. I mean, do what you're going to do and do it with the right attitude. Do it with the right spirit. Do it with this uh, uh, better mindset. And I think she was more right than wrong. No, I'm not talking about doing bad things or anything like that. So stop. That's, that's weird stuff. I'm talking about doing it as unto the Lord and recognizing that when you do it that way, it is from the Lord and only the Lord that you will receive the true eternal reward. You might uh, go through whatever your process is, but when you do it as unto the Lord, you can recognize that the Lord is the one that brings the reward. And that's just living your life for the Lord. And that's just good, right? I mean, that can't be a bad thing. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Smoot Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a short break, then we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? Imagine yourself on a rocket ship racing at a thousand miles an hour into space. Once there, you can sense the power and the presence of the majestic and the divine. You forget about your troubles and your fears, and you just float in peace without a worry in the world. There are no struggles, no pain, no discomfort. It's soothing, calm, comfortable, but then the show starts and you realize that none of that stuff has anything to do with the show. What were you thinking? The David Spoon Experience, only for the brave of heart and the bored. 
What is the David Spoon experience? That a joyful heart makes like medicine. If you've got a better joke than these, you can call and tell me. But it's got to be a better joke. How do groups of angels greet each other? Ready for this one? <laughs> halo, halo, halo. Come on, like halo. Come on. You don't like that one? Oh, come on. Which servant of God was the most flagrant lawbreaker in the Bible? Moses. He broke all Ten Commandments at once. See, because he threw down the tap. Where was Solomon's temple located? Do you know that one? On the side of his head. What? That's a legend. How does Moses make his coffee? He brews it. Okay. How do we know that there were automobiles in Jesus' time? Do you know this one? It's an old one. It's very simple. Because the Bible says that all the disciples went out and were in one accord. Did you hear about the dial-up prayer service they have for atheists now? Did you hear about that? You dial the number, it rings and rings and rings, and nobody answers. Spoon! (laughs) Okay. Somebody's going to dislike this one, but this is silly, so just relax. Take a deep breath. Are you going to tell me life's so serious? I mean, are you not just sick of everything that's going around? Take a deep breath and think about this. Who who, who are Gumby's favorite Bible characters? (laughs) That's right. That's right. I said Gumby. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abend-ago. Abend-ago. Thank you very much. Ah, who was the smartest man in the Bible? Smartest man in the Bible. Abraham, because he knew a lot. Come on. That's good. All right, here, we'll get to the best ones, then we'll quit. On the ark, Noah got milk from the cows. What did he get from the ducks? Quackers. All right, that's not that good. What animal could Noah not trust? You should know this. I've told you this before. What is it? What animal could Noah not trust? The a che- lion. No, the cheetah. The cheetah. Which which Bible character had no parents? Joshua, son of Nun. There you go. See, because it's N U N. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Hey, I worked it in that one. That one for that worked out good. Okay, uh, let's get our next trivia question. If you guys are ready, this is a little tougher. Okay, you've been warned. You've been warned. You've been warned. Okay. To what preservative does the Lord compare his disciples? To what preservative does the Lord compare his disciples? There you go. There it is. That's simple. If you think you know, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. You can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Which, of course, reminds me to remind you, because I'm paying the rent on Monday, that you should visit the website. In case you feel like giving, please check out hemustincrease.org. Website, hemustincrease.org, hemustincrease.org. Email david at hemustincrease.org. Facebook, hemustincrease ministry. YouTube, hemustincrease ministry. 
Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, Deb wants to know if she missed a joke. No, no, yeah, Deb, if you only heard the Colonel Sanders one, we did 10 other ones before that. I'll have to give you the list. Uh, so I'm telling Aunt Deb. She's a board member. She gets special treatment on the show. Uh, the trivia question is, to what preservative does the Lord compare his disciples? We have many correct Excellent answers coming in. If you know, you're welcome to reach out to us, uh, 972-445-0770. You want to see how fast I can say that? Pretty fast. <laughs> Pretty fast, huh? Uh, and then you can also text in 214-210-8483. Cam, Chris, and I, you know, it's it's what? It's it's Friday, right? Is it Friday? It's Friday all day? Thank God it's Friday. There you go. <laughs> our maturity level right there. Uh, here we go with our history. Let's go living in the past. Let's go living in the past. All right, there's a couple of things that are interesting. If I do this wrong, you'll have to be forgiving on this, but today is the day of German butterbrot, and a butterbrot is a is German for a piece of bread that's buttered. So it's I I think they're pretty much saying buttered bread. <laughs> this is the I mean I mean I like buttered bread. Who doesn't like that? National Cherries uh, Jubilee Day. Is that, is that, is that, is that no, sorry, sorry. Uh, this one I can't stand because I'm doing my uh, doctorate. Just so you can know, and you will fully understand this when I explain this. National Punctuation Day. Oh, I love that. Oh, I just love me some punctuation. <laughs> Uh, also, it is National Bluebird of Happiness Day, which I, I I I know that from Disney. I don't know where else I know that from. You know, it's the Bluebird of Happiness. Like, what else is there? I don't know. Uh, let's see. Boring, boring, boring. Seventeen eighty nine. The United States Post Office Department was established, and uh, seventeen eighty nine. The next day, uh, they sent out a letter, and here it is, two thousand and twenty one. Still waiting. Uh, okay, now. Watch this. This is cool, but scary. So I'm going to say it's cool, and it's not to be offensive, but it's still scary. The first blind airplane pilot. Yeah. Jimmy Doolittle took off uh, and landed using only instruments. He didn't use anything else. No sight, no anything like that. And that was in 1929. How about that? See, you never hear that. That's the that's stuff you never hear about. And then, uh, let's see. Last 1960, first nuclear-powered aircraft carrier, the USS Enterprise, which I found out the USS Enterprise, the CVN-65, which launched in Newport, Virginia, was actually the forerunner for the Enterprise for Star Trek. So, ha! So they, they gave them the name, and then they used the name on the Challenger stuff and the Enterprise. So I thought that was fascinating. All right, uh, question, what's the preservative? Uh, that what's what preservative does the Lord compare the disciples to? You can text in or you can call in. Let me do this uh, next thing. This is from our good friend Pastor Ray. He wrote this uh, wonderful devotional called "When Grace Is Tangible." The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. And that's John chapter one verse fourteen. There is more to grace than I ever imagined. Now I'm going to stop you right there. So I was praying, uh, this is in the last month, and I even wrote it down in my little journal how I believe the Lord had communicated to me personally that I do not understand the depth of God's grace. 
So then this devotion comes. I'm like, oh, I, I just know the Lord's trying to teach me more. All right, let me back it up to what Ray says. There is more uh, to grace than I ever imagined. We sing of amazing grace with the hope and longing that uh, inspires people of all faiths and walks of life. Theologically, grace is defined as unmerited favor, a good, sound concept. But there is something more tangible about grace, something we can picture in our minds. God once told Moses, I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Grace, as I discovered in the Hebrew language, is more than a favor granted in spite of our failings. When God says he will be gracious to whomever he chooses, he uses the word chanan, which adds a new layer of our understanding, because chanan means to show favor, mercy, to bend, or to stoop in kindness. God is not only granting favor and mercy, but the word picture is of him bending down to us in kindness, like a father getting down on his knees to embrace his children. There's even more to this picture. The root of the word Hanan means to pitch a tent, to encamp, to abide, to dwell, to rest. There is more than God granting favor. He wants to dwell with us, to camp out with us. The God who is so very beyond us, not of this world, desires for his glory to abide with us and in us. God will be gracious to whomever he chooses, and he will come and live with them and dwell with them and camp out with them, whomever he chooses. And when it makes no sense to anybody else, it doesn't matter, even if it doesn't meet our standard of approval. The Almighty Lord desires to dwell with us, not just rule over us, certainly not to start a religion, but to love us and live with us in a tangible, real way, to show us the way, the truth, and the life. The ultimate experience of God bending down, listen to this, the ultimate experience of God bending down, stooping down to the ground to dwell amongst us, is the incarnation of Jesus Christ. Oh, what a great, great, great line. In an act of great love, Jesus bent down from heaven to lay down his life and show us eternal life in human form. He came to redeem us and to join us in the trials of life. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. He comes down to our level, and he will be gracious even unto us. And then Ray writes, that's amazing grace. How good is that? One, I will never write that good, ever. Two, just think about the idea of God bending down to, you know, to stooping down to our level, so to speak, and scooping us to help us because he cares so much. And then understand that as Jesus becoming a man. It's like, wow. That's a lot of love. That's a lot of commitment. That's a lot of a greater sense of grace. I think what we we, we tend to do, and I remember this from my early, early college days, is uh, for Christianity it tends to be a a system of uh, like a checkbook. And it's like pluses and balances in your account and you know, you get a good deposit here for this, and this is minus for this, and so on and so forth. Christianity is not a checkbook, okay? First of all, it's a saving 
Pete's account. <laughs> gotcha, that one. Saving, get it? Number two, Christianity is not a religion the way that man defines religion or understands religion. Religion is a set of rules and a set of this and a set of that, and oftentimes has a hierarchy that is uh, uh, in authority or power. Christianity in its best form is the restoration of what was lost in the garden between Adam and Eve and God when Adam and Eve sinned. It's the restoration of a living relationship with a living God who loves his creation. That was enabled by the work of Jesus Christ, and it is pursued and grown in on a daily basis through our empowerment of the Holy Spirit as we proceed in the name of Jesus to bring glory and honor to the Father. It's like, okay. And before everybody gets, oh, but they start talking about Trinity, get all messed up. Okay, let's see. Here's David Spoon. Ready? 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 Mind, heart, body, David. Oh, okay. See? That, that, not that hard. That way, a lot easier, right? I know ice and everything else, but come on. Mind, heart, body, David. Oh, got it. So here's the, the the premise of this. Grace is the way that God engages and 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 stoops down. I mean, he's, he's like he's bending down on our behalf. Isn't that beautiful? I mean, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful picture of God being for us. Remember that passage? He's for us and not against us. Oh, and by the way, that's uh, Emmanuel, God with us. All right? All right. Somebody's calling in. We might extend if they're just answering the trivia question, uh, but if they really want to know the quantum physics of 6 and 15, we'll have to wait. So it's kind of one of those. Uh, yeah? Trivia question? All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Uh, hello, David. This is Cordelia. Hi, Cordelia. Can you turn down your radio just a little bit? I can hear a little bit yes. of an echo. Okay. We, we just turned it down. Okay. Good <laughs> job. Good job. All right. Are you ready to answer the trivia question? Yes, I am. Okay. Yes. So here you go. Here's the setup, and we're going to make sure we get it as good as we can. To what preservative does the Lord compare his disciples? Thought. That is correct. Salt it is. It is salt. That's exactly yeah. right. Excellent, excellent job. Doesn't even have to be kosher salt, which is what would be in my household, but that's exactly correct. Excellent. Okay. And can they, um, yes, and I, I wanted to know if you can pray for Joy, my sister. She has um, allergic reaction to something, and she has like a rash on her chest and if some beginning to get on her arms and her face and nose and around her eyes and she went to the doctor yesterday but they still have to find out what's going on and okay. anyway she she really needs prayer let's so pr- can we can pray we pray for her. for her right now would that be okay sure. let's sure, do it thank you. let's do thank it you. let's pray father we come before you right now and we lift up joy and to you and what a great sister that Cordelia is to, to, to care about her enough. She she wants prayer. She wants her sister to find that relief. And you know what, Lord? Joanne's a sister of ours in your kingdom. 
And we want her to have that relief. We want her to be free from that uh, uncomfortableness. And sometimes there's even a fear that creeps in because you don't know what's going on with your body. And we just ask you to, you know, just to wipe that out of her heart and mind so she's not afraid at all. And then we ask you to bring physical healing. If she, we ask you to bring the physical healing into her heart and into her mind and into her body. And if she doesn't have the answer, Lord, that the people who are connected to this situation would have an, an infusion of higher wisdom than normal so that they could come to the right answers and help her get to that place. Otherwise, Lord, just touch her. Touch her in the name of Jesus so she can be well and let everything that's going on in one direction reverse and go the other direction so that she can be better. We pray for our sister whom we love in you and trust you for in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. 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 Thank you so much. And thank you, Jesus. We're believing him for a miracle for my sister. Thank you. Amen. Thank you you for calling in. You're wonderful. Okay. 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 Thank you. I'll talk to you again sometime. Okay. okay. You got it. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. You see, and that's see, that's Cordelia has uh, doesn't call in as often as Joy, and so that's a great act of courage and bravery, and the Lord just using that, and I just pray the Lord honors that. I just believe He will because. God is gracious to his kids. And uh, somebody asked me the other day, so, well, do you, you witness every, or do you pray for people that they always get healed? No, but I witness to people and they don't get saved every time either. <laughs> just keep just keep doing it because, you know, the Lord, I love that the Lord does it that way. I, I think it's more interesting that God does it because he's so invested in his kids. But that's just me. I'm weird. All right, we'll take a break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. 
What is the David Spoon experience? Because what we're getting is this snapshot of Jesus. And there's a lot of stuff that we do, a lot of stuff that we say, but at no point should anybody ever lose what's going on here. And when we get into our Philippians teach tomorrow, you're going to see how very specific Christology, the study of Christ, fits into play on Jesus Christ being honored uh, above all and understanding how that this snapshot of Jesus plays into or leads leads us into the understanding of the superiority of Christ. Nobody else was fully God and fully man, period. And so nobody else can represent God to man or man to God. So in this situation, we get to see that Darius, he has a 12-year-old daughter. She's dying. Not uh, not good news. This woman who's got this bleeding issue, issue of blood, she comes up to Jesus, uh, touches him without saying anything. Jesus has restoration and healing for her in physical, social, and psychological aspects, which is just uh, wonderful if you think about how Jesus—Jesus cares about the whole person doesn't care about a part of a person. cares about every inch of you. If you're doing well physically, but you're not doing well psychologically, Jesus cares about that. If you're doing well psychologically and not doing well physically, Jesus cares about that. If you can't have contact with people and you feel like you're completely isolated, Jesus cares about that. Sometimes Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM or KAAMEN, the truth station here in Texas. I think we have found that groove. That's pretty good right there. Here is our last trivia question going into the book of Daniel. Why? Okay, now you don't have to give a full theological answer. Why were Daniel's three friends thrown into the fiery furnace? Why were Daniel's three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, thrown into the fiery furnace? Why? If you think you know the answer, you got to be quick because this is the last segment of the show, so you got to do it fast. Uh, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. Plus, also, you can send an email, David, at he must org. That would be that one. Uh, we've done that. We've done that. We'll skip the word. Da, da, da. Be in prayer for me for the 1030 time. I'm asking people. I'm not going to hesitate to ask. Uh, we're asking people all across the you know, country to just you know, be, be in prayer for us because uh, we want it to be as simple as is possible. <laughs> right? We understand simple, and we like it. So that's, uh, that's what we're going for uh, on that case right there. So we do have somebody that's ready to answer, which is kind of cool. Ready to go. So I'm going to lean over and here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, this is uh, Bobby from Climax again. Hi, Bobby. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well. Uh, I like the cooler weather for sure. It's kind of nice, isn't it? It's just a little nice. I like it when the sun's beating and so on and so forth, but it's nice to open up my back door and not have to worry uh, about uh, having to turn the air conditioning up or down. It's just like, that's just nice. I like it. I mean, it's it's, it's it's money saving. I I like like sitting out there waiting on the kids, grandkids to get on the bus. Uh, Oh, by the way, if you need an extra leg, 
I got one for each leg. I'm a bilateral amputee, so I got plenty of them. So you got extra legs laying around. That is classic right there. <laughs> Some of them even got Bible verses on them. <laughs> that is so good. That is great. I love it. All right. Now, here you go. This is the uh, – this is a classic – one of the best stories, one of my favorite books to read, like devotionally, just to read in the Bible, is Daniel. I love the first couple of chapters. It's one of my favorite portions. Uh, Daniel had three friends at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego thrown into a fiery furnace. Why? Because they wouldn't uh, pray to that new statue that I think it was Nebuchadnezzar had built. They wouldn't bow down to it. They kept bowing down to uh, the living God. That is correct. They would not bow down. <laughs> And here's here's the thing. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna I've mentioned this before. Some people are gonna go, oh, that can't be, but just everybody needs to relax. There's some scholars, David didn't say it, but there are some scholars that think that the statue might have actually been of Daniel because Daniel's not mentioned. And so some people thought, now, I don't know if that's true. It's not typical for a, a foreign king to honor somebody that way, not to that level. But I always thought that was fascinating. <laughs> it's yeah, like, it wow, is. that's it. That. Yeah, and, and I, don't, I don't know that that's true, but it makes you think, you know, where was Daniel in that? Because Daniel never would have bowed down to it. So it's like, wow. It's like one of those things that people had wondered. And if it was a statue of him, he would not be required to bow down to it. So that's, uh, that's, one, that's yeah. what's fascinating. So excellent oh, well, job. Good day and God bless you. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it very, very much. Bye-bye. Right, Bye-bye. Right. Okay. So there's always a setup in some of these, believe it or not. Yes, I do set these things up. Uh, Isaiah chapter 36, 7 through 10. I got to try and get it done fast. Suppose you say to me, we trust in the Lord our God. Isn't he the one whose high places and altars Hezekiah has removed? saying to Judah and Jerusalem, you are to worship at my altar. Now, this is the, the bad king attacking uh, uh, Hezekiah, and, and this is recorded in the prophet of Isaiah. Now, make a deal with my master, the king of Assyria. I'll give you 2,000 horses if you can put riders on them. How can you repel the weakest of my master's officers and trust in Egypt for chariots and horsemen? Have I attacked this land to destroy it without the Lord's approval? For the Lord said to me, attack this land and destroy it. That is what the spokesperson for the king of Assyria said to the people of Israel. Watch this. Okay? Hezekiah removed the altars that were worshiping foreign gods. That's number one. Number two, Hezekiah was trusting in the Lord. Number three, the God of the king of Assyria is not the Lord God. It's a false god. This, of course, is another reason why politicians should never be priests, because they're always representing the wrong god. That's just something you should be aware of. But then this political spokesperson says, the Lord told us to attack. Ding, ding, ding. Wrong god. You see, people use words like that, and it seems interchangeable and really good. Uh, but that's why the people of God need to know the Word of God. People of God need to know the Lord through prayer and communion and fellowship because people use in vain the name of the Lord, and they're not even in connection with the Lord. I've had more people say to me, <laughs> listen to this line, 
Well, you know, the Bible says, and you know what I'm going to say as soon as they say that, if I don't know where that scripture is or I've never read it, which would be impossible, uh, I say, where? Oh, I don't know. It's just somewhere in there. Where? No, no, I just know it says there. Where? (laughs) See, but knowing it gives us that ability to go, no, no, no. We know him. We We don't know of him. We don't know him at a distance. We know who he is. We know what he's like. We've seen him reveal himself in Jesus Christ. That's the wrong God that you're talking about. You see, you see how that goes? And I'm going to say, well, Dave, are you saying all politicians? No, but the majority? <laughs> Come on. Every single politician? No, but most of them. Here's the bottom line. You serve the living God. He wants you to know something. Pretty good bet that he who created the universe can write a book. Guess what? He wrote a book. Read it. You'll know what he has to say. Spend time with him in prayer. You'll know what he's like as you commune with him. Read his word. You'll know what he's like and what he sounds like by reading his word. Fellowship with his people. You'll know what God is like by hanging out with the people of God. And don't let the world or don't let Satan or don't let your flesh tell you what God or who God is like. God will speak for God in regards to you knowing him, okay? just My only concern there is people will say, well, the Lord said you must do this because this is how you love your neighbor. You don't even believe in God and you're using that scripture? Be quiet. Stop talking. That's That should be the answer. That's a great way to end the show, isn't it? Just remember, there's a lot of love in that. I have a lot of love for everybody. Keep me in prayer. I'm keeping you guys in prayer. Let's stay connected in the Lord as we see the day approaching. Folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Going to take a 70 and a half hour break, and then we'll be back. More insanity with Spinanity. God bless. The views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.